Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday from awesome.com. This is the NFL betting show, which includes college football, because that's what we do here. Myself, Ben Raza, here with Julian Edlow. Sir, happy Friday. We made it a little, little late, a couple technical difficulties, but we are ready to roll. We are ready to roll. It is a, it's a somewhat happy Friday morning, um, because I went to bed thinking that Tulsa was going to lose in regulation and wake up to a miraculous overtime uh, victory, which I needed to help me make back my money from my, my Kyler Murray props. So uh, I want to ask you about both of those. (laughs) So real quick, I don't, so Tulsa, I also bet them. Um, It was a weird game. You can look at it two ways. One, they needed miraculous plays to steal it a pick six in overtime a hail mary they also lost their starting quarterback they had three turnovers uh that were crippling it was a weird game i really did think they're the better team i came away thinking that they were the better team uh but at the same time they were extremely fortunate to cling back and win by six yeah i mean i've seen the highlights i'm not going to pretend like i broke down the game because i turned it off and accepted the loss (laughs) Um, fell asleep watching the end of that uh, NFL football game. So, I, it, again, fortunate, yes, there's no other way to spin it. Very fortunate. But they did play very well, have some weird turnovers, some turnovers that might not have been turnovers. Um, yeah, I didn't love so, that at all. Like you said, weird, weird Thursday night game. No doubt. I want to ask you, I don't really think this is a weird game, but obviously most people – Chad, I'm sure, was watching the rematch between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Second game for them, Arizona beat them first time. Seattle wins last night. What did you make of it? I mean, Kyler, I don't know how hurt he was. He didn't look as good as he normally did. It it, it kind of felt like Seattle was always in control. Then they get the safety. Uh, Any takeaways from what you saw? Um, That game went close to how I expected, except Seattle contained Murray a little bit better um, than I thought. Yeah. So uh, I leaned to the under, I didn't play it before the game, but yeah, the divisional matchup, two, six and three teams playing for the lead in the division. The second time around, we're getting late in the season on a short week, huge total at 57 totals of 55 and more. The under was 10 and five now 11 and five this season. I didn't, play it because it you know the two teams are so good but once I watched a little bit of the game once it was 7-7 the live total for the first half was 28 and a half so you need three scores there so I played that um the total in game got to 55 and a half I thought that was reasonable enough to to go a little bit on the under and that wound up working out uh so it was a good game I think to to watch in game and and get some stuff um in terms of Kyler I the rushing prop got got crushed uh he you know i think he finished with 15 yards he'd been getting so many every week wasn't even close maybe this gets us a depleted number moving forward and i i expect him to bounce back the one that i was really disappointed in was the bet to score um yeah he has 10 he had 10 touchdowns in nine games going into last night he had two multi-touchdown games he had only one game where he didn't find the end zone they use him so heavily in the red zone um 35% of the red zone carries of the Cardinals belong to Kyler Murray. 
They gave him a chance with a, with a call on the goal line. Seattle was ready for it. He didn't get there. That was probably the most disappointing swing in that game for me um, that otherwise went pretty much how expected. I'm, I'm, I, I should have gotten on Seattle, um, especially when it was at two and a half. More desperate team at home really needed that win. Um, but I'm heavy on Seattle in the futures market, so I just kind of let it ride out. Similar to me, honestly, in the same sense that I definitely need Arizona to not finish the season strong. And that kind of kept me off uh, what I knew would be a massive swing game. It's going to come down and we'll talk about this throughout the show. It's going to come down to those two Rams games for them. They have the Rams twice left. So if either of them, if they sweep the Rams or the Rams sweep them, that'll probably determine a lot. Uh, Did I watch the Tulsa game instead of the NFL game? Humble brag, but I, I have multiple TVs, so I had them both going, uh, sweating them out side by side. I was more concerned about Tulsa, though, so that's for sure. Um, I remember when I had that set up. It was oh, nice. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. But anything else that, that you want to talk about on the NFL side from Thursday, obviously, we're going to get into the picks this week, and we're going to talk some college. But I, I wanted to make sure we covered anything that you saw last night. Um. No, pretty much how expected. I think both teams are going to be fine moving forward, really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're they're just good teams. It was a back and forth game. I don't take a lot away from it. Obviously, we'll have to see if Kyler is hurt, but I don't I don't think that he is. It, it didn't seem like a huge deal. Um, other than that, a couple of things. Obviously, these are important things too. One, chat happy Friday as always. If you can hit the like button, if you haven't subscribed to the channel. What are you waiting for? Go click that button, click subscribe on YouTube, hit the notification bell because we have shows on shows on shows. I have a college football show tomorrow. Obviously, we have jam-packed NFL schedule leading up. And then next week is – let me ask you, Julian, do you, are you a big Thanksgiving slate guy or do you hate that slate? Um, I'm neutral to it. I, I, like, okay. I'm not like, yes, the Thanksgiving slate is here. I have to like go all in. Yeah, um, I do, I do yeah. enjoy the three game. I am a small slate guy, I guess. And I don't play like the 4 PM slate as much on Sundays because you just get caught up in everything and get, <laughs> get busy. Um, so it's nice to have like a three game slate that you can just focus on, on that day. I like it more than showdowns. Um, mm-hmm. So it is one of the only times that we get those and I enjoy that. And it also simplifies the Sunday slate a little bit. Um so, yeah, I mean, the games aren't great for betting, but it's a good DFS slate, I think. And then the nightcap with, with Ravens-Steelers is a really good game. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a pretty good Thanksgiving slate. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to talk about that game, actually, at the end of the show. I do want to say, though, we are running a great promo code. It's on your screen right now, Mayflower. $1 weekly NFL Express package. That's going to include all the showdown tools, Obviously, you get a glimpse behind the curtain, uh, and if you like it, and we think you will, we hope you'll stay around, and maybe you'll get a, a platinum or a monthly pass, and then you get all the tools. But this is a great way to come in for a week, and it's a great way to do it. Obviously, we have so much going on, and the Thanksgiving slate is in there. So get to the window, sign up literally for a dollar, uh, promo code Mayflower. But let's move it to tonight. This is where <laughs> I was saying, you know what, this show, we may not have be the most tech savvy. We might not be this. We are picking winners on Friday night college football. Uh, Four Friday night winners in a row. Let's hope we keep that up. Um, It's kiss of death for me to announce it, but you know what? We have four games tonight to get into. Uh, It's not the best slate. It never is, but we've got some variety. So we go to the ACC for Syracuse and Louisville. We go to the Big Ten. We've got Purdue and Minnesota. We go to the Mountain West, which... I don't know a lot about those teams. I'll be honest for air force and New Mexico. And then we just go, I'm not even going to pretend that we got FAU and UMass. Um, Did anything right off the bat? I just wanted to ask you, I mean, did anything stand out to you? And then we can dive into uh, there is one game that caught my eye. Yeah. So I never know much about the, about these Friday slates, but I, I am able to, identify what looks like spots and I'm getting good at guessing where your spots are um like Louisville and Syracuse that's a game that people know Minnesota Purdue that's a game that people know but I don't have a strong take on either side um in either of those games so 
probably stay away spots for me. I have no idea what's going on in the Big Ten. I like I like fading Michigan playing Wisconsin last Saturday night was a one of the easiest plays that uh, that you will come across. Um, as soon as I saw this, I said that you are probably fading your own UMass Minutemen by playing FAU. Um, and you told me that's correct. Yes. <laughs> so that was the spot that I had my eyes on. My question was that I asked you before the show, what is more likely because if we're going to take FAU to cover 33 and a half and we're going to say UMass, let's give them, let's give them a score. Let's say they score in this game and get seven points. That means FAU has to get to 41 points or more to cover this game. So what is more likely FAU getting to 41 or UMass staying under the seven and a half, which is their team total. And I, I was going to say, let me see what the, the FAU team total is to see about where they're supposed to be. I pulled it up on DK Sportsbook. They were 41 and a half with like minus 125 to the over. Now it moved to 42 and a half already with minus 121 to the under. So FAU should score in this game. The question is the UMass team total is, is minus 121 to the under seven and a half. Obviously got to score twice to get there. What is the best way to play this? I guess is my question. Yeah. So that this is where you kind of, it's tough because there are scenarios both ways where I could honestly see it being 31 three and it's just not enough. Mm -hmm. I could also see scenarios where it's like 55, 10, um, you know, both of those are, are live. So let's get into it. We'll start with UMass, who they don't deserve airtime, but it's a product of playing on Fridays. So they scored, they're averaging five points a game. Uh, that's not good. How they even got 10 points against Marshall is beyond me. I, I don't really understand. They scored zero against Georgia Southern. They've thrown multiple quarterbacks out there. I think they've settled on the fourth guy that they've tried. <laughs> um, he seems better and better is relative. They have absolutely no offense defensively let me ask you well let me ask you one quick question you said you don't know how they scored 10 points against Marshall how did they score 10 points against Marshall like literally let's let's dig into it because it's not something that game got out of hand but I will say that UMass did not score in garbage time so like yeah it was 14-7 at the end of the first now they drove it down they had a successful drive um in the first quarter and they added a field goal at one point so they, they had some success. They gained 190 yards in the game, 41 yards rushing. For them, that's actually pretty good. But they only had one turnover. Uh, for them, that's pretty bad. They had 99 yards passing with one of these guys. Again, these numbers, for a normal person, you're saying, why are you – what are you talking about? Like 99 yards passing, but you got to understand how bad this team is. So it's not like they can't score, but I'll say this. We were on FAU against Florida International last week. Mm-hmm. FAU's defense is fantastic. This is not like they're just playing some average team. Florida Atlantic limits good teams to to you know a few points. So what are they mm-hmm. going to do against a UMass offense that can't move the ball at all, literally at all? That that's why I'm talking about the seven and a half team total. It could just be one garbage. They get a garbage seven on the board. Like I don't know. I there's a chance that I split these two bets and go team total and spread team total under on UMass and FAU spread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, so just to to tie a bow on and then we can move on and we're going to get to NFL, obviously. All right. You've got a team averaging five points a game. They have no offense at all. Defensively, they return nine starters, but I think that honestly might be a bad thing because they were historically one of the worst defenses in the last 20 years last year. So like getting those guys back, I'm not sure is helpful. They're giving up seven yards of play. That's horrendous. Horrendous. Florida Atlantic now on the other side, we both saw this. They moved to the mobile quarterback. He had, a, I think, yeah. like 180 yards rushing in the last game against FIU. He's going to cause all sorts of problems for them. Uh, they're going to run it down their throat. I actually like that they moved to the mobile quarterback because that's so much harder to stop if you don't know what you're doing. Right. I, it really just, I know laying 33 points is something that's kind of ridiculous, but I, I don't think we can stress how bad UMass is. Uh, I'm going to lay these points and, and I feel pretty comfortable with it. I don't, if Georgia Southern beat them 41, nothing and Marshall, I watched that game as embarrassing. It is 
UMass was extremely fortunate to hang in and lose by 41. Uh, I, I think it's going to be around. I don't know that, that hanging in. I would say they were extremely fortunate to lose by 41. Like, it, it just feels like no matter what quality of opponent, and FAU is a solid team, 35 plus is going to be more likely than not. So I'm going to lay the, the number. Points. The number being under 35. 35 seems like the key number in this game. Put Correct. It that way. Yeah, as crazy as it is. So we'll see. Um, it, yeah, it, it's going to be bad, and I, I like it. Other than that, though, I'll be honest, the other three games I am passing on, I don't see any value in the ACC. I don't know the Mountain West teams that well, and Air Force, they only run, so that makes it a little difficult to break down. Purdue seems like the play because Minnesota is awful, but it also seems like a giant trap. That's what I was going to say. So – if I played anything else in college football tonight, I think it would be watching the Purdue Minnesota game and seeing if something stands out in game. Yeah. I mean, listen, you can absolutely do that. And it's not to say that there's no guarantee that, uh, you know, and this is why one of the many reasons to get in our premium slack, we'll be talking about these games later. And, and if something comes up, maybe I will take a position, but FAU by far, that is, that is going to be the team that extends this streak um that's what jumped out to me and i knew that you were going to be going there yeah i i mean and you know what we're going to be talking a lot about this on the show because college basketball is starting and i am a huge believer that the teams that nobody cares about is where the value is like i know umass football better than most because i went there and i pay attention to them they're horrendous they're they're way worse than teams like akron way worse than these other creative schools so like I don't think the books are are accurately projecting how poor this team is. So I'm going to leave the points. We're going to extend it to five FAU minus, minus just a casual 33 and a half tonight. No big deal. I'm, I'm on board. Count Take them on in. the money line minus a hundred thousand just oh. to extend that streak. Uh, if, if we're dishing out one winner tonight, FAU money line is one that I feel comfortable with. Pretty, pretty, pretty comfortable. Uh, certainly tomorrow. Keep an eye out. I'll have some content posted on the Saturday slate. I mean, Julian, you know, it's just been ridiculous how many games are getting canceled, though. It's been brutal. Yeah, I I enjoy I enjoy playing the the college DFS from from time to time, but I don't like you know we're busy on Sundays. Obviously, NFL is where we both you know spend a lot of time working, so I like to enjoy some free time on Saturdays, and I can't spend it all paying attention to what's going on with these games. So it just makes it. Yeah, I would rather bet on a game than than have to navigate the navigate a slate that that it just all connects. You need to know everything about every game. I, I just want to pick a couple games that uh, I'll play, and if one gets canceled, then then your bet gets voided, and you don't lose all your money. Correct. Uh, I will say though, if you do want to play DFS, there is, and I can say this confidently, there's no better person to come and listen to than Macajuski. Uh, and he will be on with yeah, me. Yeah, he has too much information. Too much. It's literally information overload. That article is a monster. It'll be posted on the Osmo site and the show tomorrow morning, 945 Eastern. So we've got that, but we got to flip the page. We're going to Sunday, NFL. We got a bunch of games, 11 in the main slate. Then we get a night game. So let's do it here. Uh there's a lot of, of course, this is the time of the year. These are big time games. You get divisional ones like we saw last night. You've got the Saints and the Falcons are playing. The Chiefs are looking to avoid the sweep. Um, that's the night game, and we'll get there. Some other games, but the game I want to start with, Julian, is the Saints and the Falcons. They're a four-point favorite uh, at home in the Dome, but it's Jameis Winston season. What do you make of the QB switch does that matter to you? Does that make you more likely or less likely to bet, bet this game? Um, I think it makes me less likely because there's more unknown. Um, yeah. And Kamara being dinged up, uh, like seriously dinged up, is is also a concern. Um, but he also could come out there and, and have a great game, and they're going to need him to have a great game with, with Winston in there. I, there's too many moving pieces. Uh, seeing Winston... Uh, in a new offense, uh, we always expect him to make mistakes. Maybe he, you know, maybe in this offense, he's going to make less mistakes. Uh, it seems like Arian's offense with the Bucks is, is an easier way to make mistakes. 
Um, and they also might limit him a little bit more. It's a good matchup against Atlanta. I think this is a game I'm looking to way more in DFS than in the betting world. Um, so I, I, I'm, I've been looking maybe, is there a prop that jump is going to jump out to me in this game? Not really. And I, I'm not comfortable with, 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 taking a side in, in this situation, I'm going to hopefully with breeze being out long-term or somewhat long-term, this is a game where we can maybe learn something to use in, in um, you know, the weeks ahead of us. So I don't think I'm going to be taking any kind of sides in this game. I don't love it either. I, I look strongly. So the over under sits at 51 and a half. Um, Part of me thinks that they really limit Jameis and that part of his his turnover problems where they were pushing the ball down the field. And I don't think that's what Sean Payton really wants to do. It's a lot of dink <laughs> right. and dunk. And it could burn up a lot of clock. But I, I do not have that as a play just yet. The one thing, and I, I think you'll agree, and there's a lot of moving parts to this, if for some reason your book has a line on Latavius Murray and Kamara is ruled out, Right. I would strongly suggest going to the over on his rushing prop. They could turn to a, a very run-heavy focus, and he could be an integral part of the offense. That is a no-doubt um, receptions as well. Absolutely. Rushing yards, recep- receptions. If you get standard prop lines on Murray and Kamara doesn't play, then you just lock all those in. And uh, if you lose them, you just say, I got great value, and it, it didn't work out. No, no doubt. You you talk a lot about that, particularly in the NBA. Like when a guy goes down, you know, everything is skewed and you can take advantage of that. And this would be a situation like that. NBA, by the way, that I'll take two seconds to say that it with the short season, obviously we have some teams like that haven't played since March. So they're going to be rearing to go. But some of these teams also just finished playing and there's going to be random load management popping up where the props come out at an hour, hour and a half before the game a huge player isn't playing and you can very quickly get in on all the rest of the players props. And uh, like, just for example, when you take a huge piece out, I remember one game last year, Carl Anthony towns didn't play like an hour before lock. And I just bet Teague Wiggins. And this was when Wiggins was still there and somebody else, three players point prop overs, all three hit. That's the type of stuff you can do with this type of news. Not that Kamara is necessarily going to be the same way, but it just works perfectly in basketball. Yeah, and listen, that's something we're going to have plenty to say about NBA. Uh, college basketball doesn't have props, but we're going to be breaking that down, so stay tuned. It's going to get literally insane. I dusted off the uh, – I dug in just a little last night to college basketball, and the first thing that I noticed is there's a team called Dixie State that's in D1. Never heard of that school in my life. The Trailblazers, for, for anyone that cares. Uh, anyway, Luffy in the house. What's up, fella? Let's keep it moving, though. So we've got now a bunch of games that are starting to separate in terms of spreads. And this is where you talk a lot about teasers. I want to throw a couple out at there. Is this a teaser week for a team like the Steelers? Ten and a half point favorite on the road against the Jaguars. You've got Minnesota sitting as a touchdown favorite at home against the Cowboys. You could tease that basically to a pick them. Uh, Packers Colts is around to pick them. Chargers against the Jets. That's another game. Nine and a half point favorite. Are you looking at these big favorites as teasing them down? Or are you looking at teasers at all? So I've somehow become the teaser guy, like in a lot of uh on a lot of different platforms that I'm I'm on. Um so people have been asking me about teasers this week and everybody seems to like them, and I'm not in love with them uh this week. Normally I'll I'll pump out teasers and say these teams, these teams, like if one jumped out to me, I do think the Vikings should take care of, of the Cowboys. Um, and we'll get to the Sunday night game, but I, I, I do like the Chiefs a lot. So, like, if you money line parlay the Vikings and Chiefs, you're getting, like, minus 150, minus 160. Whereas if you tease, maybe you buy a half point or a point and, uh, you know, you're more around, like, minus 130. So you're getting a much more reasonable price. If I made a teaser this week, I would probably – do a six and a half point teaser that gets Minnesota to minus half a point and the chiefs to minus one and a half points. Um, I, the, the Pittsburgh spot, they're going to be a popular survivor. If, if people still have them alive, Um, 
My concern, and I think they'll win, but my concern is Jacksonville just played Green Bay really tough on the road. Pittsburgh is getting through a stretch of Dallas where they could have lost that game, um, Cincinnati, and now Jacksonville. And the look-ahead spot is to the Ravens on Thanksgiving night in a massive, massive game. I think Pittsburgh could be a little sluggish in this game, um, so I'm not going to be backing them in in any way. Um, I I had uh, I'll just say, but one of my two NFL spread bets this week is Kansas City. I got it at six and a half before all the um, Vegas COVID news. If it gets back under a touchdown, I I love it. I don't know if I want to play it at at eight. Um, but as a as a potential teaser piece in there, if if it goes to seven or whatever, I, I think that the Chiefs are are very safe. And when we talk about that game, I can I can give out plenty of numbers. I do have a Tulsa and Chiefs teaser that also stayed alive last okay. night, along That's... with the minus five and a half, which I'm very grateful for. Very classy. Yeah. So digging into that Chiefs game a little bit, you know, if we go and obviously on the show a lot of times we display it, not today, but you go into Odd Shopper, which you should be doing to shop for the lines, but you click on those that game page, you see that, and no surprise, majority of the money and the tickets are on the Chiefs. Uh, I think that's to be expected. That's why this line crossed through seven. I'm pretty comfortable with it. I cannot see them getting swept by the Raiders. COVID issues aside, I just think that the Chiefs play very well. So this is something, one of the great features here, if you if you sign up, set those notification trackers. If this spread moves, you get an alert. Because uh, if it ever, for some reason, climbs back on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Seven, I'm going to look to hit the Chiefs pretty heavy. Well, I think that the, like, as guys get ruled in on the Vegas swing. It could come back. I don't know if we're going to see six and a half again, but seven could be realistic. Um, and the Chiefs, like, revenge game for that, their only loss earlier. We know how, how amazing they are against the spread in the division. They're even better against the spread on the road in the division. Andy Reid off a bye um, has been a great trend throughout his career, even in Philly. This was a matchup last year. The Chiefs and the Chiefs haven't been playing that well going into the bye. So I think they're going to come out a lot stronger. Last year, the Chiefs came out of the bye and beat the Raiders like 40 to 9, I think the final score was in yeah, this exact same situation. And it started a, a, a streak of them going, they covered every game the rest of the season through the Super Bowl. They went 8 0 straight up, 8 0 against the spread, 16 point per game average margin of victory ran the table. So uh, this is where Kansas city uh, gets going. And, you know, if you, I would, I would consider late, if it's eight at kickoff and you haven't bet the game, I would still consider the eight. Cause I really think Kansas city gets this by double digits. Yeah. It's the late game. So we have some time. We'll see what comes up. I do want to swing quickly back to before we go to a couple other games, I'm with you in the sense that uh, the Steelers should win this game. Uh, they're probably going to be 10 and 0 going into Thanksgiving. I don't love it though. I'll be honest. It's a bad number at 10 and a half. The Jaguars are at home. It's a mega trap spot in the sense of what you talked about. You've got the Ravens on deck and the Steelers just haven't been as crisp in some spots. I mean, like you said, Dallas had opportunities to beat them. Baltimore not should have beat them, but had opportunities if they did not fumble many, many times. I will say though, if and I hope that I hope the Steelers roll by like 90 this week. 
there's a hundred percent chance that I bet Baltimore on Thanksgiving. I'm uh, bet Baltimore on Thanksgiving too. Baltimore is going to beat the Steelers on Thanksgiving, and if they're ten and zero, I like it even more. So that I'm, is, I'm yeah. right there with you. You can they're plus two and plus one hundred seven on the money line right now. Yeah. I'm hoping that that could swing potentially to around three, depending mm-hmm. on how these teams look. Uh, Baltimore, that was a game, though, just to transition a little bit. I'll be honest, I don't have a great feel. They are, four, according to Odd Chopper, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Titans. I'm a little worried about that spot. I'm not saying that they can't get it done, and I, I don't have a strong take on the game. Does, is that a game you kind of just want to see more than bet? Yep. Um, correct. And it was at like six and a half at one point where I would say like Tennessee would maybe even be a good teaser piece, even though I like Baltimore to win the game. Part of the thing with Baltimore here is for the Pittsburgh Thursday night game to be as big as we need it to be, Baltimore has to win this game at home. Um, just because they, they obviously need to still have hope series with Pittsburgh give Pittsburgh a loss give themselves a win but they're they're far enough behind now where they also need this win especially with Pittsburgh playing Jacksonville who is almost certainly going to be a win even though neither of us love the spot might be an ugly game but I think Pittsburgh is going to win Baltimore's got to beat Tennessee um, on Sunday they can't look ahead like Pittsburgh could maybe look ahead and come out flat and win that game if Baltimore does that they're probably going to lose to the Titans and obviously this Baltimore team isn't as good as, as they were last year. They've got, they're losing guys. I know Nick Boyle isn't a great DFS player, but he's an integral part of that team. He goes down. A lot of guys have been hurt. I still think that they should win at home against Tennessee. They should. And they, should have won. they should have probably beat the Patriots, who are about as good as the Jets on Sunday night football. That, that one, game. Here I am with my, my Pats shirt on. First time. I can remember, other than when Cam got ruled out with COVID against the Chiefs and my Chiefs bet voided, first time I can remember betting against the Patriots and they come out and jam it down my throat. Um, In the monsoon. (laughs) Extreme rain. I mean, not that, look, the Patriots were the wrong side of that game, but Baltimore had a chance late and I couldn't even see the game through the rain that was coming on to the field, onto the cameras. Uh, and then two minutes after the game, it was completely clear on on the field. I don't I don't know what what happened there. That was ridiculous. It was bad. Uh, all right, moving on. We got a couple more games. We'll get into some Survivor. We'll give some hot takes. It, I'll tell you though. I mean, I, I'm a college guy, so like FAU to me is better than all these bets that I, that I've got. I really <laughs> like them tonight. Let anyway. me actually one quick piece. I don't know if this does sure. anything for us, but. Uh, Miles Garrett is like home sick, so the Browns are being cautious and putting him on the COVID list. So he is out Sunday against the Eagles. That you game didn't talk really about that game. Pop, didn't really pop to me to begin with. The Eagles, you loved them. I liked them last week, and of course, they oh, go boy. down to the Giants. Classic NFC East. Now the Eagles need this game even more, but the Browns are right in the playoff hunt. I, I, I would have leaned Browns minus three at home. Now, I don't know. Garrett's a, Garrett would be a huge piece of getting pressure on Wentz and giving him a really hard time. I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything with this game. I don't know if you've got anything. So I, I don't have anything on this spread. It's two teams that, for whatever reason, I bet more than I should. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this, though. I do think that there could be some value in looking to the Browns offense, particularly the passing game and props they've played in back-to-back hurricane wins right. and Baker's numbers are non-existent, but you, what's he going to do? He can't throw in that. Agreed. I think that's de- depressing the line a little bit. And that's something I'm going to keep an eye on as these props trickle out. Uh, they can have success through the air against the Eagles, no doubt about it. And just coming off two games where they were unable to throw, I think is skewing it. I like the I like that stance there. And I bet right before kickoff, I bet the under in in both of those games. Now, I also decided to get in on some Browns minus three and a half last week. And uh, Nick Chubb did us dirty. But uh, the unders, the unders have gotten there the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, they have. And I, I mean, again, that's just a product of what's been going on with that weather. So it's a tough game. I, I I still think that the Eagles are going to win the East, but 
I they could too. have they could have wrapped it up basically last week if you just beat the lowly Giants. Now they got a battle. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're not making it easy on themselves, and we would not expect the uh, NFC East champion to to make it easy on themselves. It's gonna be gonna be a grind. Um, it really is. What uh, are we? Do you have anything else on on one o'clock? Because I don't know if I have any spreads i'm playing but i have some props that i'm probably going to look to okay you you got some so the only other game that i really wanted to ask you about uh is how and it's really just kind of a a conceptual question how good do you think miami is like do you think they're a serious threat to actually get live in the east to possibly push for a wild card um tua has been efficient he's not blowing me away but he's doing enough they are in a weird, sneaky, trappish game, the three-and-a-half-point road favorites going into mile high against Denver, who's a mess. Logically, I feel like it's a Miami spot, but at the same time, those are t- – you know, road favorites are always a difficult, dicey situation. Yeah. Um, I, Miami's definitely overachieving. Um, I don't think they're I, – I think the Bills are going to – win the AFC East, which isn't a hot take, but I like Miami is becoming kind of a hot pick. They're in like the plus two hundreds now to win the division when they were in the plus six hundreds, like a week ago. And obviously that finish in Arizona was a massive swing um, to the odds in the division. I don't think they're going to win the division. I do think that a wild card berth is, is realistic. Um, and the second NFL bet that I do have, I have chiefs minus six and a half. The other one I have is Miami minus two and a half. Um, when it was at three, it was at three, like minus 105, and I bought the half point. So I have Miami minus two and a half at minus 115. Um, it, I, it is a trap spot to a degree, but I, I just don't think Denver's going to have the offense to, to get there, regardless of who the quarterback is um, against a really good Miami defense. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's, Sometimes it's not a foolproof plan where it's like, oh, just fade the trap spots. They work out sometimes. They don't work out sometimes. That's how you got to kind of sort through each one. I'm not super, super sold on Miami just yet. I I think they've got a good formula going. Flores is a good coach. I want to see what they do in the spot. If I had to take a position on the game, I do think I'd lay the points with Miami just because Locke is banged. Everything is just a mess in Denver right now. And we got to see how that shakes out. So Keep that in mind. I just want to update quickly. Miles Garrett is now out for Sunday's game versus the Eagles. Um, yep. So, yeah, he's, he was on the list. I guess there was no ambiguity. He's just out. Um, well, if there's, yeah, it's like if you're on the list early in the week, you can get cleared. But if you get put on it on Friday, you don't have – you need at least two or three negative tests, I think, and there, there's not enough time for that. So he well, just automatically – process of elimination is not going to play. There you go. Um any other games catch your eye there or do you want to talk uh a little more about just like divisional stuff i mean cincinnati and washington is a game that's as bad as it gets uh new england and houston those games are both sitting at basically pickums uh washington and and the patriots are both one point favorites in their respective games uh what do you what do you think about those spots to me they're they're passes uh, they would have to go north of three for me to take a position, and that's not yeah, going to happen. I kind of lean to the road teams. Um, I think I, I like Cincy. I'm not going to bet them. I think the Patriots do win this game in Houston, um, but it's different. Like, last week was a Patriots game. Like, it's at home, in the weather. You can grind it, grind it out. Like, now you're playing indoor indoors against Deshaun Watson, who has, you know, Brandon Cooks has gotten going. Will Fuller is a threat. It does look like Stefan Gilmore is trending towards playing, which would help a lot. Um, and that's kind of the thing that gets me over the hump and saying I do think the Patriots win the game. Um, Gilmore being in to play presumably Fuller and some Cooks, I think that's going to be a huge help for the Patriots. But what I'm more confident in, I think one of my favorite props of the week, is going to be, assuming it's at a reasonable number, is going to be Damian Harris rushing yards. Um, Houston's defense is awful, and they cannot defend the run. Last week, granted, Cleveland couldn't really pass because of the weather like we talked about, 
but they gave up 100 yards to Nick Chubb and 100 yards to Kareem Hunt in the yeah, same game. Um, Harris has 300-yard games since he came off IR. Um, he was fantastic against the Ravens. He had, I think, 22 carries. The Patriots are going to lean on him. Um, fresh legs in that offense. Uh, so I expect Harris to have a huge game. I think that's better than taking any side in this game is going to be uh, the Harris rushing prop for me. Yeah, listen, he, he's shown some signs in New England. They haven't had the luxury in some games to be able to lean. I, I think this is a spot where we could see a pretty traditional game script of like New England gets up and they lean on the run and that's what they do. Uh, so that's, that's he's, what he's they really, someone, that's what they really want to do. They that's want to do that exactly. Right now. Um, in DFS, we'll be talking about him this weekend. He's, he's somewhat interesting. He, he should see the volume. But, okay, I want to dig into one last game, and then I, I want to ask you a couple questions about some futures and whatnot. But this is a big game. It's, you know, it's not a division matchup. It's nothing like that. It's the NFC North against the AFC South. But these are real teams in the Packers and the Colts. Uh, it's in Indy, one-and-a-half-point favorite for the Colts. Green Bay's coming off, obviously, a disappointing win, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh Indianapolis is is pretty good. They they have they show signs. They're a contender in the South, no doubt about it. What do you make of this type of game? Uh, where do you see these teams are at? Is Green Bay that good? Kind of break this one down. So there's the trend where Green Bay, the last twelve times they've failed to cover, they have covered the following week. Um, so they are a great bounce back team. Uh, at the same time, the Colts are at home. They have a very good defense. They've been off for 10 days going into this one because they had the Thursday night road victory in Tennessee. Um, I'm going to stay away from this one. Like the, the numbers, I guess, point to the Packers for me, but the only defense that's similar to this that Rodgers played this year was at Tampa, and they got absolutely stomped in, in Tampa. Um, so maybe Aaron Rodgers and this offense are a product of, of some easy matchups for the first half of the season. And they're not, they're still good. They're just not quite as good as we think they are. And when they play a defense like Indies, maybe it'll go not quite as bad as we saw in Tampa, but closer to that than these 40 point outbursts we're seeing against the Vikings and the lions or whatever. Um, so I'm going to just see what we can learn from the game. I don't think I'm going to be betting it. I don't have a prop angle really on it or anything. It's yeah. Indy's been a team that's been tough for me all year. You know, there were injuries rivers comes in. Uh, I, I'm not a huge believer in them, but I also am not overly sold that the Packers are that good. Uh, if I had to take a position, it would be the Packers. It's not going to make the list for me though. Um, it's just a spot. Uh, maybe I get in live if one team falls behind over under set at 51 that seems pretty reasonable i may look if i had to take one prop and again you know some of these props will be listed not that i love this i do think that Pittman on the colts is going to emerge as their best receiver i i just like the way he plays i think he's a good player and rivers is starting to realize that so depending on where that line is set i think he can have success in this game but again that's more of what julian talks about a lot the, the best part about props is looking for opportunities that changed via injury or COVID or something like that. Not just, you can bet other ones, but th- that's really where the advantage comes in. For sure. Um, and I'll look to one other prop that I was excited about and now it might not be there. Um, Deandre Swift is dealing with the concussion yep. popped up midweek, not good, but if he's a full go, um, I bet is rushing over at 42 and a half yards last week. As soon as we heard that he was going to finally be featured as reacted as to go. the news there. Uh, he almost hit it in the second quarter, I think, or did hit it in the second quarter. Um, he got 16 carries, went over 80 yards. I think he was heavily involved in the passing game as two at two. If you want to look to the rushing plus receiving. Um, but if he's going to be locked into that same role of 20 touches or so against a very bad Carolina run defense, as long as he is a, a full go, um, that spot and Damian Harris are the, the two spots that I'm going to be looking to pretty heavily in terms of props this week. There you go. Yeah, for me, for props, and we're going to sum it up, and then I want to talk Monday night. Um, 
for props. I'm going to look to Baker's passing, depending on what that is, because I think that's a good buy low spot. Latavius Murray, if Kamara sits, obvious spot. In terms of the spreads, though, we threw out a lot of games, and this is a week, listen, as much as it's fun to say mega lock, 10 games, I love them all, I really don't like that much in the NFL this week. I think if I had to give my favorites, it would be the Chiefs. Obviously, I would have preferred to get that around seven. We'll wait and see, but I think that they crushed them. To me, I think that the Jaguars are are the correct side there if you're going to get 10 and a half. I, I honestly think at home in a weird spot for, for Pittsburgh, although they win the game, I don't feel comfortable in that number. And if I had to give, if I had to give a third game, I think it would be despite not loving Miami. I think they they've done enough for me uh, where I would take them as my third. If I had to give a three pack this week. Yeah. So just quick recap of what I like, what I'm going to bet. Number one is Kansas city, but I got it at six and a half. Um, then the Damian Harris rushing prop. Uh, would be where I would go. Then the swift rushing prop, assuming he's healthy. If he's not, that's completely off the board. Um, and then Miami uh, would be my my ranking of four strong plays this week. But FAU is ahead of all of them. FAU will be a play. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, Chad, I just want to re- reiterate real quick, a couple things. One, again, if you haven't hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, you're missing out. I guess I can say that. Why not? But if you hit the notification bell, that's actually something you'd be missing out on. You get alerted when all our shows come on. Super important to do that. Also, as it says on that screen, promo code, once again, Mayflower, $1 weekly NFL Express Pass. You get in the door for $1. can include all our showdown tools. Those showdown, I know showdown is not the most glamorous thing, but you know what's glamorous? Winning an obscene amount of money on one game. Uh, and it can happen. Mm-hmm. It really can. It's crazy. I was not a fan of it but I find myself playing more and more because there are some edges in there. So no better time to go and do that. But we do have one game left. I I think we can steal some time because with Survivor this week, we can get that out of the way. I think it's pretty clearly the Steelers. uh, And if you don't have them, it would be the Vikings to me. Um, Anyone else catch your eye for Survivor? I would probably go Vikings. Okay. You could go Chiefs if you still have them. Um, That's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't in my, you know, my mock survivor that I'm doing, you know, the article. I don't have them left. Right. If you have them, you could also save them. They'll be, they'll be good spots. I, I probably would go the Vikings at home. The other one, I don't. It's bad because I don't trust the team, but it's a great spot to use them, just like the Vikings, and get them out of the way. Is you fade the Jets with the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, so Chargers and Vikings would probably be the two spots I'm looking because those aren't great teams, but we think they're both going to win. And that's the key to Survivor. Obviously, it's easy to take the the biggest spread every week. And A, you're not eliminating enough people. And B, in a couple of weeks, you're going to have nobody left and you're going to be forced to take like an underdog potentially. And that's where it gets very dicey. So uh, getting rid of Minnesota, also a very viable route that I would consider. Last game, though, th- this is a huge game. Big playoff implications. Monday night football, Rams, four-point dogs going into Tampa. It's great game, a 48-point total. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of the Rams. I've said that frequently. We've talked about it at the beginning of the show before we even got to the NFL. Rams could have finished in the basement of the West or they could be the winners of the West, and it still looks like that's almost the case. How do you break this down, or are you just riding your Tampa futures? All aboard the Tampa Futures for this one. I'll be rooting for them, but I don't have much of a take on the game. I think Tampa should win the game, um, but I don't see much of an edge here. There, there's still a 48 and a half on the board um, on Odd Shopper where everywhere else has come down to 48. I would say I lean to the under. These are two pretty good defenses, two good defensive lines, and two quarterbacks that do not like being under pressure and do not move all that well under pressure. Um so if you made me play one thing on this game, I would play under 48 and a half. Um, and I think Tampa wins and I'll be rooting for Tampa to win, but I won't have anything there. Yeah, it, it's a pretty even matchup. Uh, the majority of the tickets are actually on the over, which I kind of like to see because the, the over-under has been dropping. Despite that, could be a little, little reverse-line movement, nothing, nothing drastic or anything. But you just look at these teams, there's no 
to me, there's really no like glaring stats that stand out. Uh, obviously, Tampa is a strong run defense. They always have been, but the Rams don't live and die by that. They have multiple backs. Cam Akers, I think, is becoming more and more part of that offense. They've got a ton of weapons on both sides. I do want to see, I don't want to overstate it, but w- losing Whitworth uh, could play a role if True. they can't protect Goff. You mentioned Goff is at his best when he can relax. Sean McVay is giving him the calls and he gets the ball out. If he's under pressure, it's going to be a long, long, long day for the Rams. So that's something to keep in mind. This is actually, I think, a pretty good, and there's a long way. But maybe Hill gets more plays than usual. I'd, I tend to agree. I don't I don't think seeing seeing him starting would be a little much. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you one question before we get out of here. Sure. Are you going to bet anything on Thanksgiving other than the Ravens? Because I might have one thing. No. For me, uh, the floor is yours. I really like the Ravens, depending it sets yeah. up. Like, obviously, if the Ravens lose by, like, 40 to the Titans, not great. Um, but I probably am going to be betting the Ravens pretty heavily. What What else? Are you betting the Lions? Don't tell me it's the Lions. No, no, no. Okay, no game, no no, no side, oh. no total. Um, what I will look at is I said I'm backing Swift – on the rushing prop against the Panthers. I hope we get the chance to do that. If we, whether we do or don't, hopefully he is healthy in time to face the Texans who I'm backing Damian Harris's rushing prop against. And then I will go to Swift's most likely against at home on against Houston on Thanksgiving. So in some ways, almost if he misses this game and stays fresh for Thursday, that makes me more confident in just going to the prop on Thursday instead um, in what should be, maybe a fair number because he's coming off an injury um, against a really bad Houston run defense. Yeah. I mean, listen, his, his only problem is volume and Patricia. Like if he's given the opportunity, he to finally got the volume and he, yeah. And there's no reason they shouldn't stick with him. Who knows, but absolutely Swift is certainly a buy low uh, candidate and people are starting to notice not just in DFS, but in betting. So keep an eye on for that chat. We're going to bounce on out of here, but like I said, stay tuned 11 a.m. We've got Alex Baker, Josh Engelman breaking breaking down some NFL for you. Obviously, we will be in Slack talking about a bunch of plays on the betting side of things. Don't forget about that Mayflower promo. And, and everybody, I mean, I'll see you guys, talk to you guys before this, but early, have a great, safe Thanksgiving to everyone who watches the show. We appreciate you guys. Really hope you enjoy that day, but I will see you guys tomorrow morning for the college football show but for me and julian we're gonna bounce on out of here good luck tonight go owls let's get that done and we will see you guys next week His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.